Today's podcast is brought to you by the BetStamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sportsbook will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sportsbooks will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 plus yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app on the Apple iOS Store, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code RBRANT, all one word, and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your BetStamp account settings afterwards. Check it out today. This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine people that support us through Patreon.com backslash Red Bull Rant. Head on over there to support us and get exclusive content when we fucking feel like it. We want to send a special thanks to Chris Adamick, the Mave, Mave Dartinez, Pierre, Eddie Delecto, and Jeremiah Dempster. As always, thanks, guys. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show of Rens. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 431, Silver and Gold. Silver and Gold. Silver and Gold. As soon as I heard the first one, I'm like, God damn, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> yeah, silver hair and uh, a solitary goal. So... Uh, yeah, another double match week for the Red Bulls. Thankfully, this is the last one, looks like, for at least a, a few weeks. Uh, two games to talk about. A uh, Over the weekend, a one nothing loss at Seattle Sounders. And then uh, last night, a one nothing victory at Inter-Miami, which led to the firing. <laughs> Oops. Sorry, the firing of Phil Neville. Um. So before we get into our thoughts on these games, do you have the tweets to read out? So just a few. Uh, our friend Eddie Pierre Delecto said, I'm sure Gerhard Struber is somewhere in hell, deriving some sick enjoyment from the desperation air heaving the team did for a five-minute period in the 80th minute. Obviously, we're talking about the Seattle game here. Uh, Kaz, who's at Kaz, bunch of numbers, says, I don't know why teams just don't get red cards earlier in the game. It's pretty obvious it's our weakness. Hell, get two red cards and sit back and watch the team chuck the ball into the 18 as if there isn't a crowd of Taylor Swift fans there. 
And then, uh, which is really funny, uh, Captain Narlock at Mad Joshi said, why is Barlow still being allowed to wear a jersey? Fucking useless. <laughs> Barlow must have seen that tweet. Yeah, he got he got angry. And then uh, after the win, uh, our friend Ruchesco said, too bad Shep couldn't call that goal. God save us from Lloyd. Sam, the Barlow bashing of your has sounded off key this year anyway. He's not the solution, but he hasn't been the problem. The problem is getting the forwards the ball. I think we've talked about that ad nauseum. And he has not been playing as a forward, or at least recently. Right. Like the, in the Miami game, he was technically a midfielder when he got brought on. So maybe there's some tactical adjustments for Barlow that might actually help him out. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So uh, likes and dislikes. Uh, Truman, you go first. What did you dislike the most about these two matches? Well, I dislike being right. Um, not so much the scoreline of the Seattle loss, but you saw exactly how they played in that first half in Seattle. That's just a tired team, man. That's just a tired team. They had no energy until part of the second half. And uh, as we know, that team goes down early. That's it. It's over. (laughs) You know, they unfortunately did not have that 91st minute goal in this game. Um, They're just not a team who's scoring a ton of goals. And when you get down a goal early on the road in Seattle on short rest, there's just not a lot of hope for the rest of the game. Uh, I'm not that angry about it because we both thought it, this is exactly what was going to happen. Uh, it just kind of sucks that it's exactly what happened. God damn it. Now I wish I had a, we are who we thought they were. Because <laughs> I've been we perfect let, for this game. We let them off the hook. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, outside of that first... I don't know what, 15 minutes up until they scored the goal. Right. Yeah. Seattle looked like they just didn't care. And <laughs> we didn't punish them for it. Um, my dislike for these two games, I think I was going to kind of go the same with you is that <clears throat> we all knew it was going to happen. Short rest, having to fly across the country, you know, all this other stuff. Um, but, you know, despite all that, they looked threatening to a degree in the second half. So where was that in the first half? I, I hope it's just tired legs. Um, Troy Lesane had said that basically they uh, respected Seattle too much in the first half. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but this kind of a situation is not unique to the Red Bulls. Right, this is an MLS issue. So if you're going to play in this league, you got to be able to overcome it. Now, granted, with the, with the playoff structure, this one game won't matter in the long run as long as the Red Bulls get back up because they're only one point away from a playoff spot at the moment. Um, but this is not how we should, or really anybody should look. Um, We could be better. At least we didn't look worse. I guess there's there's a silver lining there. I mean, that's something. You know, maybe that's why everybody's hair was silver. They they found the silver lining in the Seattle loss. Before we get to life, seriously, what the hell is with the silver hair? Nobody seems to know what's going on. Did did anybody ever come out and say this is why we did it? I don't know. They're like, let's just do something different here. Let's get wild. I'm kind of surprised Tolkien didn't get on the act. I mean, he's always about changing up his hair. That's true. He's like number one. He's like the <laughs> guy. 
All right. Uh, likes. <clears throat> For me, the like is going to be the goal scored against Miami. And it's not going to be that the fact that Barlow scored it. It's the fact that Laquinas made it happen. Yes. Yes, he did. Um, that run, as much as towards the end, his touch let him down a little bit. If that didn't happen, and Barlow being there had, would never have mattered. So that's what we want out of our creative midfielders. Yep. Either make a run like that into the box or just set something up. you got to make chances. That's the only way you score goals. And he may have hit the post, but look what happened, right? You, you put a shot on target, and eventually good things will happen. And this, in this case, it did. Um, at least Barlow couldn't miss that shot unless he really wanted to. So uh, we got Barlow got his first goal. I correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's his first goal since the Austin match last year. Uh, who's paying attention to Barlow goals? I know I'm not. <coughs> All right. <coughs> so what was your like for these games? My like is that hey, they were on the road and they could have gone down early again in this game, but they did not because Carlos Carnell came up. I wouldn't say massively huge, uh, but making a big save when it mattered early, you know, early in the first half. Um, so early that I missed it initially when I turned the game on, cause it was about, I think like eight minutes in when I was finally able to turn on the game. Like um, you just missed it then. Yeah. Like literally just missed it. I'm like, Oh, and then I was able to kind of click back and watch it. Um, but that was huge. That was the kind of motivation they need, uh, to keep that game level. And finally hunt out the one goal that they scored, which is just how this team operates. So, I mean, better result than I thought. Uh, again, Miami, yeah, they sucks. And Gary Neville got fired, not because of that game, but a, a pile of results. Um, for this team that's just mediocre right now, getting that result is absolutely massive. Yeah, it, it it really is. Um, like I said, we are one point of a playoff spot. Um, so right now there's a lot actually. So we are with one win and games going in specific directions, we could jump literally to sixth place this weekend from eleventh. That's how close sixth and eleventh is right now. It's it's two mm-hmm. points. So we're <coughs> we're we're kind of back into the Thick, the thick of things with the playoffs. Um, granted, 16 games in, so we still have half the season left, but still, this is where we should be heading. Um, and I did want to point out, let me find the right point in time. So, since Struber has been let go, and I'm going to exclude the Open Cup because in terms of how managers are judged, the Open Cup doesn't really count for this. But since Struber has been let go and Lassane has taken over, the Red Bulls have three clean sheets in five league matches. Good for them. Cornell, Cornell right now is exactly one goal against per game for his MLS career here, which apparently is the best mark ever, which is Kind of surprising. Um, <clears throat> but we were the, – the thing we've always talked about with Struber was <clears throat> defense is good, but defense can't hold on forever if you don't score goals. Now, granted, our goal scoring still is not really improved, 
I mean, we scored four goals over those five games, but that's still a better rate than we have been. So the defense has not had to be there for every single game the same way it had to under Struber. Um, I think we kind of talked about the, you know, they seem to be playing with more freedom and, and playing better. And it seems to still be following, and that's a very good sign going forward. Yep. <clears throat> um, any afterthoughts? Uh, I mean, we we could bring up again that, like everyone mentioned, that this team was able to go up a man in Seattle, and uh, didn't even know how to play up a man. So that that was kind of bad. Um, plenty of time to try to get a result and. Again, barely looked like they had the ball. What did they have? Like maybe one chance the whole time. Uh, so maybe, yeah, maybe they should work on that a little bit. Maybe when you have a man advantage, maybe just, I, I listen, Seattle's a great team, but uh, I'm, I'm at least try harder. That's not so much to ask. Yeah. Well, I think. If Lesane can get the team into learning how to play with possession, that would hopefully work itself out. Because when players go down to man, they usually just bunker. So they're just giving you the ball at that point. <clears throat> so I'm hoping that that's what the case is going to be. Uh, my only afterthought, and this is not Red Bull specific related, and I know this is just me complaining probably about a first world problem, but um, MLS, Apple, where's the fucking Apple TV app for my phone? All this? Come on, it's been like three months. And the reason I bring it up is because uh, when, I brought, when I watched the Seattle game and I watched the Miami game on my phone at the beginning, for both games, I had to refresh the stream two or three times before it steadied out. Mm. I mean, I had a couple issues with that early <clears> on, too. And then I think on the, Ro- on the Roku app, I actually it was during the Seattle games every few, like, 30 seconds to a minute, it was freezing. And the same thing happened against Miami. And then with Miami, it's like, fuck this. I went to the actual Apple TV device we had. But <clears throat> a native player would be nice because then some of these buffering issues wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And again, and this is me complaining because I I, I can. Um, I don't like the fact on the web interface that if I go to click the full screen button, it pauses the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a stupid complaint, but it's just at, at least half the world is Android users and you're supposed to be having the service be worldwide. So <clears throat> not everybody wants to buy into the Apple wall garden. They're, they're trying to make you do it though. They're going to try. <clears throat> oh, I know. I know they are. <clears throat> All right. Pain index. I I didn't even bother again. I, I honestly, I was just so busy this weekend cleaning up around the house uh, that I just forgot. So maybe after this one, we'll do it. Yeah, come on. I mean, honestly, it, after, even after the Seattle loss, is anybody really feeling that bad compared to a week ago? No, it was an expected <clears throat> loss. I mean, I think yeah. I think everyone's going to feel a little bit better. Just the way. I mean, they want to they want to get fired. I think everyone's feeling a little better. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're in the grace period, I think. Yeah. With the first month or two, you get the grace period. So I, I think that's where we're at. Uh, predictions. Huge week for me. Got six points out of a possible six. Woo. 
Hey, just because I took the gamble on the Miami match, don't. <laughs> so we both got the Seattle game because we both called the one nothing loss. So we got three points each there, and then I called the one nothing win in Miami. So the standings right now are me first with eleven points, and you in second with ten. This is the first time in a, I don't think we might we might not get anything right forever now. We. I, I was looking at the uh, the spreadsheet I have has a little graph because I was trying to be fancy when I made this thing a while ago, and it definitely looks like we've picked it up in the last few uh, games. So at the beginning of the year, it took us until I think week four before anybody got two points. Yep. And then that's yeah, I'm pretty sure even in week eight none of us were above like four points. So it's been, it's been a recent development. Us yeah, scoring we're, just points get, here. we're just getting smarter. That's all it is. All right. Well, there's another chance for both of us and the Red Bulls to pick up points this weekend. They will be hosting Orlando city on Saturday, June 3rd, 7 30 PM for the game. Orlando coming to this one, number nine in the Eastern conference. With a five, five, and four record, good for twenty points, with a zero goal difference. Um, last five in the league for them, they went one, one win, three draws, and a loss. Um, and remember, we faced Orlando the first week of the season. Uh, I believe it was a one nothing loss on a penalty kick. Uh, that you could call questionable, but it is what it is. So, uh, predictions, I have to go first since I'm in the lead. I'm going to say that's going to be close again because we're not really in form. I am glad we got Lewis Morgan back playing. I don't think he'll play a full 90, but the fact that he can maybe go 45 this week is a good sign. Uh, I'm going to take the original scoreline, one nothing loss, and flip it and call it a one nothing win for the Red Bulls at home this weekend. Woo. So, th- this is what I think we're having to look forward to. Struber's gone, number one. And the team's pretty much at full strength at this point, right? You have most of your players, even if they're not starting, they're coming off the bench. Um, and the, only one, gotta, the only one I think you would talk about is Serge Noma, who's still out, but he wasn't really a starter, so. Oh, no, Serge Noma. Oh, what are we going to do? Anyway. <laughs> the important guys are here. So you're coming in on a home game. Your stars are ready to play. Uh, you can literally flip yourself right into a playoff spot in this game. Um, so I'm, I, uh, I, I can't, I'm going to be different. I'm going to say 2 nothing. I think defense is still going to play really well. I'm really hoping this team is motivated. You get, I mean, they had a lot of opportunities to score more goals against Miami. They had a ton of chances, and you just got to bury one more to get a second goal in the game. Come on, guys. It's not that hard. And I think if they could do that, maybe just maybe the fans start coming back for the summer. Make them feel good, making them something to believe in uh, this summer. You don't want to see beautiful Saturday night games just completely empty because the team sucks. Yep. So now's the time to start winning these home games, getting the fans back, and getting it back on your side for sure. Yeah, I 
someone on Reddit posts um, attendance numbers weekly, and I'm pretty sure that at this point in the season, compared to last year, we're only down like 0.8%. So if you consider how shitty we were the second half of last year and the beginning of this year, to only be down 0.8% average attendance at this point is not a bad sign. Nope. So if you can start putting some results together, I'm not saying we're going to fill up Red Bull Arena anytime soon, but we could start improving attendance, getting it closer back to like 18, 19, 20,000. Like that's an achievable goal. Yeah. People want to see winning football, creative football. That's what they want. And if not Give winning, them an exciting least, game. Or if not winning, at least a chance to win. Right. Not giving up a goal and then slogging your way out for another 80 minutes. That's not what anyone wants to see at home. Yeah. I mean, clearly the Miami fans were, were happy to see that, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, I, I should have mentioned that. So I, I thought it was kind of funny that Neville brings on his kid at the end of that game. His kid is a right back. They're down one nothing. They have in theory a chance to to get a goal and at least tie the game. And he brings out a right back who was his son. And I kind of feel bad for son because I feel like his son got a got the treatment for his dad's performance. Yep, oh baby. <laughs> I don't know how how his kid plays, but it's got to suck if your dad is the coach and. You're not your team's not playing well, and all the frustration uh, for your dad gets pointed at you. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I'm probably getting sacked at the end of this game. Get in there, son. Get some minutes in. Try to make me proud, right? <laughs> Do your father proud. All right. Uh, New York Red Bulls 2, uh, they lost their last match 3-2 at Orlando B. That puts their record at 5-3 and 3, 14 points. Uh, still at a, or a plus 2 goal difference. Still number 5 in the Eastern Conference. Their next match is this Sunday, June 4th. Uh, well, they will take on New England 2 at home, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Gotham FC <clears throat> for two weeks in a row are now sit atop the NWSL. Uh, 1-1 draw versus the Washington Spirit, but that's okay because they still have a one-point hold on first place. Uh, their record is 5-2-2, two, and two, which is good for 17 points, a plus-four goal difference. And they will take on the San Diego Wave <clears throat> this Sunday at Red Bull Arena at 6 p.m. So, hey, Red Bull Arena may see two wins this weekend. Yeah. I don't know when we said that before, so... <laughs> All right, uh, with that, it's time for the Red Bull F1 update. And box now, box, box now, box for hard. Stay out, stay, stay out, stay out. Fuck, fuck! Why, the person God, I'll never get tired of that soundbite, ever. No. Ever, ever, but, ever. But as you pointed out, there's great soundbites from this weekend, and we're going to, I'm going to have a few of those now. We're in rotation. Yeah. Huh, so what a Monaco, huh? Hey, at least the rain came and it made it interesting. Yeah, I'll I tell you what. For 
for uh, Max Verstappen winning uh, by like it was uh, 27 seconds is what he won that race by. Um, that was actually a really exciting race. It really was. I mean, it kicks off in qualifying with Checo going out in the first what five minutes. <coughs> And, and his and his car having to be lifted above the tracks, so everybody could see the bottom of the car. Right, craned out of there, um, giving him absolutely no chance at any kind at the points. Which you, I mean, when you watch that race and you see Monaco, you know, a a a, a actual track with space. He would have made it at least up to the top ten. Probably got it into the points, right? But but there, it's near impossible. Um, but that being said, it was a, it was a fun race to watch. It came yet. It, it always comes down to pit strategy. And that, yep. we talk about it all the time. It's where Red Bull dominates, putting on the intermediates at the right time and riding them out and never switching out of them. They rode mm-hmm. the mediums for as long as they could. Um, and they did. It's just good timing. That's all it is. It's really good timing to get the intermediates on, stay out front, win the race. Um, and the fact that we got to see, you got to see Esteban Alcon finish in third, Alonso uh, just having the time of his life right now, a resurgence for him, uh, finishing second. And again, Ferrari and Mercedes are just nowhere to be found at this point. I, I, I love for Mercedes, Russell asking his team, because at, so at some point, I forget what happened. Oh yeah, Russell rejoined and almost crashed Perez of all people. Yeah. Um, so you got a five-second penalty for uh, not joining safely. I think at the time when he made the call on the radio, he was at like a seven-second gap behind him. And he's like, all right, tell Lewis Hamilton who's in front of me to let me pass him. I'll stay within five seconds of him. I just want to protect us in, in the standings here, which, come on, clearly you're just trying to save your own ass. Yeah. Um, ultimately, it didn't matter for him. He was far enough ahead it, it, didn't lose him a position, but <clears throat> between that, the rain, the so this is how bad the race cars get in the rain. So on a normal day, these F1 cars are driving with what they call slick tires. There are very minimal grip on them because there's no treads. <clears throat> as soon as the rain hits, woo! It is a slip and slide out there, man. It is a complete slip and slide. Especially with the elevation changes in that track. I mean, going down the hairpins on, on those slick tires. Who was it that was on the mediums and was trying to hold out the longest? He like he was he was trying to get to the pit, and he was just oh. like I don't remember who it was. It was one of the Haas guys. So I'm trying slow. to remember which Haas guy it was. Yeah, it might have been Kevin Magnuson. I can't remember. I think it was. It was, I think it was, it was great just to watch. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, like really, really slow driving. It was like being on I-95 here in the wintertime when it snows. I mean, there were a few guys that were hitting the wall. Like, granted, it wasn't hard, but they were hitting the walls. Beat, like, Swishing hit the wall. because of the wall. And then, and then they come off and they go right back in. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that it made for a really fun finish to that race. And, of course, leading up to that was, of course, cutting to the radar of the rain coming in and then the drivers asking when the rain's coming and they're doing, we think it's going to be here in 10 laps. And a, it was a good just like five, building, building drama. <laughs> yeah, it was just <laughs> constant building drama. Um, so, yeah, it, again, Mon- Monaco can get boring just because a lot of the times after maybe 10 laps, things kind of settle in and barring an accident, it just kind of stays that way. 
Uh, but this made it or, really exciting. Or a really bad pit stop, like our sound effect. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, those things can happen. Uh, so I, I think the past like three races, three, three, four years, you've had some good uh, action happening there. So that was fun. And now we're heading to Spain this weekend. Uh, yep. So that'll be fun. Um, Red Bull usually does pretty well there. Yeah. So looking forward to that. So not F1, but it is open wheel racing related. Did you hear about what happened at the end of the Indy 500 this weekend? I saw the end of the Indy 500. There's okay. tires flying out of the track, smashing a lady's car. Yep. Yeah. So thank, thankfully nobody, nobody got hurt. But with the, I think with like the 14th or 15th lap to go, there was somebody who hit a wall, lost control of his car. Another car hit him because no, nowhere else to go. Got flipped over with like the back wheel going flying over the protective barrier fence, over the grandstand. So thankfully nobody got hit. Yep. And the tire landed on a car and basically totaled the car. Yeah, smashed the whole like driver's front side. Which I I don't know how true this is. I heard she may get a new car from somebody, so at least there's that. Uh that's what I I heard that too, that I that the um I can't remember if it was the racetrack or the track. team was going to do it. No, it's it's the guy, um, Roush, I think, because they own the track. They were going to buy her a new car. Okay. So, hey, I mean, at least she gets a new car out of it. And she, had a good, and she had a good attitude. She's like, you know, yeah, it stinks that my car got destroyed, but at least nobody got hurt. Yeah. And I, and she's like, hey, I got a story out of it, too. So. <laughs> yeah, I want to know how I got my new car. Let me tell you how I got my new car. Hopefully, you got to keep a piece of tire or something. A tire? Hit it in the face. <laughs> all right uh with that it is time for the dumping ground i'm the trash man <clears throat> all right so u.s u20 world cup uh this usa team apparently is on a, a good streak in the quarterfinals they faced New Zealand and just destroyed them for nothing. So that's a very good sign. Uh, <clears throat> their next match is on Sunday, June 5th. We will take on Uruguay in the quarterfinals. Uh, if they win there, they'll play June 8th in the semis. And then June 11th, they are the finals. Fun. So they are currently undefeated with zero goals given up in four games. Red Bull defense, baby. That's how they're playing. Hey, defense wins championships, right? That's right. That's right. All right. Um, anything else for dumping grounds? Yeah, Loontown got promoted. That's exciting. Uh, that place holds about 10,000 people. And the entrance to the away section is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I'm sure everyone who listens to this show knows exactly what I'm talking about. But for those who don't, I suggest YouTubing a video on how you get into the away section at Luton Town. Um, it's quite a scene. No one knows how they're going to be able to make that stadium Premier League ready. Uh, again, go look at what that stadium looks like. It's like playing single A baseball. So it's, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, but that being said, I love it when these small teams get into Premier League. It's super fun. They will more than likely get completely annihilated. Uh, for one year, it's going to be a hell of a ride. So I did not know about their away entrance. Uh, huh. 
And they basically in go the middle they, of houses. Yeah, through the people's backyards. Yep. <clears throat> or gardens, as as they say over there. Gardens. <clears throat> that would probably be an awesome away trip, though. Oh, yeah. Um, For me, I... Don't remember how much I've talked about it, but Everton are my Premier League team. Holy shit, did they give me a heart attack. Thankfully, they survived. I do not know if they can survive another year like this, though. <laughs> are they in their new stadium yet? Next, so this they got one more year at Goodison, and then they open up Brantley Moore. Oh, okay. So they are lucky they stayed up, because having that last year in the championship would have been a disaster Oof. PR-wise. Oof. Yeah, that would not have been a good way to send off Goodison Park. No. Although they very well way opened Bramley Moore in the championship. They could open so. in the championship, that's true. Sean Dice, is, Sean Dice is there to stay, at least for now. Hopefully, Kevin Thuel does stuff and the, the fucking board gets sacked and the Roshi sells and all this other shit, but oh, they cannot leave it to the last day again. Or, yeah, or, or even this, or, or like last year, where it was the next, to, the next to last match where they secured them, their safety. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so here is where we will put Pat's betting corner. As of now, I have not gotten it yet. I don't know if I will have gotten it, but if you, but if I did, then you'll hear it now. Phenomena. <laughs> hopefully you heard that i don't know yeah it was right there (laughs) if not i probably would have put some filler in maybe all right bet on black there you go bet with your head not your heart (laughs) no bet with your head not over it oh i'm sorry bet with your head not over it there yeah all right uh, that takes us to the last segment of the show, Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. All right. I could go with Portland losing to uh, Kansas City for one because there's not many teams worse than Red Bulls, but Kansas City is one of them. But I'm not going to, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I live in Massachusetts, and I don't know if any of you guys know that people up here – really like the Boston Celtics. They like them a lot. It's a little, they're, I would say almost obsession level of, of their love of the Boston Celtics. So when they fought back from down three games to nothing and got it to a game seven at home, I told everybody I work with, this game's going to be a blowout. I don't know who's going to get blown out, but someone's going to be gassed. Unfortunately, all of them, it was the Boston Celtics who, uh, were gassed and got completely annihilated, lost by like almost 20 points at home. Game was never close. I think they got it to within eight points at one point um, and then got completely destroyed. So, I mean, congrats to them for coming down three games to nothing, but uh, they did not have a f- And they had a crazy buzzer beater in game six, which again, I'm sure you, all of you saw, uh, but there was that. So you had all this cool momentum and everyone's pumped up and then they just got there. Yeah, they, they got they got annihilated. So uh, the next day was um, not so much fun for everyone else. Me, I'm a Knicks fan. Don't give a shit. I mean, Knicks were out a while ago, so. Yeah. 
They lost to the same team. So, I mean, Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. All right. Um, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash rant $1 a month. Gets exclusive content such as monthly wrap-ups, live post games, anything we decide to do. Uh, I think, I don't know when you were going to, because we talked about this before we uh, recorded, that you have not watched the end of Ted Lasso yet. Yeah, this weekend I believe I should be getting that. Then maybe we should do a Ted Lasso wrap-up on what may possibly be the series finale. May or may not be because they've been kind of playing coy with it. Well, the big the big problem now, of course, is the writer's strike. So how long that goes on for makes a lot of decisions for a lot of TV shows. True. That's where a lot of TV shows get canceled when these strikes go on for a long time. So that, I'm sure that's going to be a big factor in it. Yeah. Um, if you want to email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant for the show. At Dr. Stooge for myself, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify. Pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we wrap up. Uh, what no one knows except for Jay, because I brought up early, he can clearly see it. I did this entire podcast in a Chicago Fire uh, basketball jersey because my friend John lives in Chicago, gave it to me because it's got Shakiri's name and number on the back. So, ha, 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 I'm wearing a Chicago Fire jersey. I don't know. I think it's funny. At uh, least it's red. Yeah, it's, and it's fucking comfortable. I mean, I wish the Red Bull get on this. I would wear this all the time if you guys had one. Uh, that being said, I'm looking forward to watching this game. I will be watching this game. Um, I, I, I want to feel good this weekend, all right? I want to feel good, and I just want to see one Saturday night Red Bull home game win. Yep. A, a win a would be nice. <clears throat> all right, so for Truman and myself, this has been episode 431 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. See you later.